really do encourage learning and creativity and independent play, what makes them successful? This is such a huge part of the Montessori way, which is something that my kids have always gone through and I really do believe in. Welcome to Systemize Your Life. This is your go-to podcast for work-from-home moms who are desperate to reclaim control, find order, and escape the never-ending cycle of overwhelm. Hi, I'm your host, Chelsea Joe. I've dedicated this show to modern women just like you who are eager to give their very best to their home, family, and work, all without losing themselves in the process. Get ready to discover the systems you need to craft powerful relationships, get organized, keep up on the housework, manage your time like a boss, love those babies well, and maybe even sneak in a date night or two. If you are tired of hopelessly watching life pass you by, then it's time to grab your ticket off that hot mess express and join me in life where systems do all the heavy lifting. This is where you transform your chaos into confidence and take your life from overwhelmed to organized. What do you say, friends? Let's do this. Hey there, friend. So you're juggling a million things at once, trying to balance the chaos of life and work, are you? Getting people out the door on time, not dropping the ball, feeding all the humans and washing all the things. I get it, and I'm here to help make your life a whole lot easier. But the big question is, where do you start and what system do you need most? Introducing to you the Overwhelmed Organized Quiz, a 60-second game-changing quiz that will transform your life and provide you with the action plan you've been searching all over the internet for. Picture this, more productivity, more time for you, less stress, and a personalized system designed for the exact struggles you are facing right now. Never mind scrolling through hundreds of podcast episodes looking for where to begin. I have the exact get started guide you need. If you're ready to go from overwhelmed to organized, then head over to chelseajoe.co backslash quiz and get started with a 60 second quiz that will unlock the secrets to reclaiming your time and finding balance like never before. With just a minute of your time, you're gonna immediately receive a custom-made system that fits your unique needs. No more chaos, friend. No more juggling all the things. Just streamlined success with a solid plan on action that creates results. But wait, there's more. This quiz is packed with juicy resources to support you every single step of the way. I'm talking detailed steps crafted just by me and a special curated podcast playlist that you're not gonna find anywhere else. Every single step you need of my signature systems delivered straight to your inbox to keep you motivated and on track. So what are you waiting for? Head over to chelseajoe.co backslash quiz to get access to the number one system you need to start on your journey and going from overwhelmed to organized today. Well, here we are. Yeah, I know. It's new. Does it feel new? It feels real new to me. <gasps> I told you a couple months ago, I have had this project in my project Q3, maybe Q2, maybe Q3. And look, we squeaked it out. We squeaked it out by the squeak of our teeth <laughs> because it is about to be Q4. Yes, that's right. I just counted on my fingers. October, November, December. 
it's about to be Q4. And I was like, we're doing this. We're doing this right now. So many fun things. First of all, we have a new intro. Nothing's changing around here. Same great content. You did hear a new intro on the show. And you also heard an incredible opportunity for you guys to go take a quiz, which I really do hope you go and take it. You probably already have because we've literally had thousands of people pop in. If you haven't yet, make sure you go take the quiz. And then I'd love for you to come over and share your results with me. Tell me what result you got. Um, Some of our interns have been sharing that with us, which is really exciting. And speaking of interns, if you applied for the internship, you will be getting an email from us um, soon ish to let you know we are skimming through lots and lots and lots of applications right now. Um, And so you will be hearing from us shortly. But yes, I'm so excited to take this podcast from 2 million downloads to 5 and to 10 million downloads here in the future. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. And I felt like it has been this November, so just one month shy of four years, I have not one time from the very first time I recorded the intro and the exit to this show, I have not one time changed it in four years. I changed the cover of it one time because the old one I whipped up on Canva by myself, all by myself. And so I just felt like it was time to have a little bit of an upgrade Obviously, I am expanding ChelseaJoe.co. I am releasing and really expanding my signature systems. I'm bringing so much more to the table. And I want everything that we do here as a company to encourage and to inspire, to hopefully motivate you. And I was just really excited to be able to level up the show a little bit and right before I really made like the hardcore swap, I was like, well, I guess we're doing this. I shed a sweet little tear. I went back and I listened to the music from the intro on the very first episode or very first intro. And it like holds a place in my heart for real. You guys all know, I talk about how emotional I am all the time, but what a bittersweet moment. Super excited that you're here with me. If you've been a longtime listener, I appreciate you. If you are a brand new listener, I appreciate you too. Today, we're going to be talking about something super fun. If you've got little kids around, I'd say probably all the way up until sixth grade, could be even older. My oldest is in sixth grade and this still works. So (laughs) I can't say if this works for teens because I don't have teens yet, so I don't know. But today we're talking about a toy rotation and how unbelievably epic they are. I actually have, uh, I don't know, like six or eight different reasons why you should be doing it. And then I'm going to get pretty um, like specific about the three ways that I have always done a toy rotation and explain what that can look like for you. I have a lot of people in my community that have used these. We've talked about this a lot. Uh, Whenever I have coached other moms, I talk about this often. It's just such an incredible tool to use the system and like really getting it down pretty systematic using the toy rotation is so crazy. It's super cool how it works. So I'm excited to share this with you. First thing, as we jump right in, I am just going to talk about, you know, 
what a clever idea this was. Whoever came up with this was really smart. This is not my idea. I don't know where somebody taught this to me a long time ago. So I'm just sharing it. First of all, you're going to completely reduce your clutter. That's why I started doing it because I didn't have enough space for space for everything. Um, so that's just like right away should convince you to do it. But also what I've noticed is you're going to get so much more like engagement out of your kids. And we're really trying to adopt this for Christmas. Like we really, really are. We really are. Wow. Speaking of Christmas, we're literally not giving Christmas presents this year, like at all, because we are officially getting a pup in a couple weeks, actually. And so at some point in October, there will be a puppy in our lives and it will be the Christmas present that lasted from October until December 25th. (laughs) Bless my children. They probably won't understand, but someday they will. So I'm trying to adopt this theory for Christmas, which this year we will because the dog, the dog is the dog. The dog is the Christmas present. It should be the Christmas and the birthday and all the things for multiple years to come. I never have to buy a gift ever again because ta-da, I finally got on board and said fine because everyone's been waiting on me. I've been hard against it forever. And so I feel like I should just be able to say I never have to buy you anything ever again because not only are these things expensive, but I now have another thing to take care of. Anyway, besides the point, I actually am really excited. My heart has changed and I'm really, really happy and excited. So we're looking forward to it and it's going to be the surprise of a lifetime because the girls have no idea it's coming. They will walk into the house after school one day and a pup whose name is not going to be released yet. You're going to have to wait to see what we're naming our dog. Uh, Blaine and I already know, but I bet you could take some guesses. I bet you could take some guesses. Come over to Instagram and guess what you think we're going to name him. Anyway, um, it's going to be the surprise of a lifetime and we're going to film it and I may share it. I may not. I don't know. But knowing through a toy rotation that your kids will in fact start obsessively playing with their toys is why I started talking about Christmas and then started talking about a dog. Because when I implemented a toy rotation, I was like, oh, wow, look, they actually do play with their toys. And it's because they're not overwhelmed with which ones to play with and they're not distracted, which is why I hate Christmas because there's too many stinking toys and they end up playing with nothing. And then we all are like, why did we spend all this money when they don't play with any of them? And uh, my good friend actually does this with the Christmas presents. And I think I know quite a few people that do this. We started doing it too, having the Christmas presents that all 12,000 of the family members bring over and just start handing a few out each month at a time. Like, okay, here, or even each week and reserving some of them. And that's kind of what the point of a toy rotation is. But they are, you're, you're going to see so much more engagement with your kids whenever you do, in fact, give them fewer toys to play with. It's also so much easier for them to clean up. There's this really random, like, oh my gosh, like I guess a novelty factor 
They have no idea. They don't even remember that they had the thing. You didn't even remember that they had the thing. And you probably were about to go buy them another one. And that's how they end up with 45 of the exact same kind of toy. Having a toy rotation in place is incredible for you too, so that you're not buying so many toys. Like it, it really does make a huge difference. Um, you're also going to be teaching your kids organization through this process and, um, you know, start shaping their brains to understand that this is where this thing goes. This is when we play with it and put a little bit of that formality and a little bit of, I hate using the word structure because it's like, there's so much resistance to that word. So let's just talk about some, like some guardrails here. Like when you go bowling and the little bumpers flip up. That's what we're talking about here. We're trying to get our kids to actually play when we need them to play independently instead of using screens all the time. So that's the next thing that I want to say is you really are going to have the opportunity to remove screens, which we talk about a lot here. Uh, it, it is, it's a, it's a big belief of mine that it is very, very, very important that we remove screens from our kiddos lives as much as we possibly can. And when you get them to learn how to play creatively and slowly, if you get them to understand that before we move on to the next thing, we clean up where we've been and we put it back, they're going to be able to do that when they don't have access to so many things. So the real point of a toy rotation and what it actually comes down to is first of all going through everything you should be able to open up bins and drawers in where whatever room or whatever space you're in and literally see what toys are available to play with with negative space in between them there should not be boxes and bins and pencils and crayons and shoes and socks and heaven only knows what shoved and like the one awkward toy upside down and the other one with its pieces hanging out. And like, that's not going to, they can't figure that out. You can't even figure that out. How are they supposed to figure that out? You should be able to walk into any of one of their spaces and feel inspired and at peace. And if you can't, they certainly can't. What we're really talking about here is when you sit down to a work block, when you go to start dinner or whatever it is, mainly, let's just focus on the work block here, but it can be used for anything. I used it all the time, but mainly I wanted my kids to play independently when I needed to get some work done. And I always sat out a yoga mat or sat out a blanket, even in the living room, and I would put a few toys in front of them. She'd get one or two things. And when she was done playing with them, I could see her out of the corner of my eye and say, oh, are you all done with your cupcake game? Put your cupcakes back in the cupcake tin. And I would watch her. She would do it. And I wouldn't have to get up and go over there. When she was real little, I would hand over hand and we slowly transitioned. And then I'd say, okay, go put that back on the shelf. And then I would guide her. And I would say, open up the other drawer. How about you get your coloring books? And I would guide her from thing to thing to thing to thing. And at the end of her 30 to 60 to 90 minutes, which is now hours. My six-year-old now will literally play for hours by herself or with a sibling, but literally for hours because we started this very early on with five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes without screens. 
like just sit and play with her dollhouse or sit and bead or play with her baby dolls or whatever the darts and the the what are those things called those dart guns those nerf guns you know she'll make things to shoot down and they do all kinds of fun stuff it's really cool art projects all different kinds of things and that's what I want you to be able to do I want you to be able to utilize this tool in your life and really start small so let's go ahead and jump in now to the three different ways that I actually ended up using this and You'll find a rhythm for yourself. You'll find what works the best for your kids. And there's not really any right or wrong way to do this. The point is, well, here is one rule that I do want you to know. The toys that they aren't playing with that you have removed, they need to not be able to see them. Do not put them in clear totes because if they can see through them, they're going to want it. If it is in a clear tote, then put it somewhere where they can't see it. So if you have it in their closet in a clear tote, they're going to know what's in there and they're going to be like, oh, I want that thing. And they're going to want access to it. The point is to fully remove it out of their space, out of their line of sight, out of their brain. (laughs) We need to make sure that they don't have access to it so they can stay focused on fewer things. Our children have way too many options and it doesn't help them. So that's the biggest rule. So, okay, here are three different ways to create a toy rotation. First is to do it by day of the week. I did this for a long time when they were little, and I would have specific bins upstairs that were for Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then Tuesday, Thursday, because I noticed that they needed something different every other day. You could also do like the first three days of the week. And then, okay, I noticed they get bored with that. And then we'll do Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you know, pick, pick your days, see what feels right to you. For us, we have always had upstairs, downstairs, and which is going to lead me into the second way you can do a toy rotation is to do it based on room. So my kids have a preferred place of play and it's always where everyone is like kitchen, living room, where everyone is going to be. And so I've always kept some toys out there, but the bulk of them were in their bedrooms and now it's in the loft. And even still, which we moved in, it's been several months. And I like literally, as I'm saying this, I'm like, oh my gosh, I haven't done a toy rotation from downstairs to upstairs in a while. And I didn't even think about it when I set it up. And it, it's clear lately she hasn't been playing with her toys downstairs and it's because I haven't rotated them. So this is the second way to do it is to keep their number one play space always stocked. And like that is the place where you rotate. You bring them out of that space and put them into their bedroom or wherever and you strategically make it to where they still have access to the toys in their bedroom but the toys downstairs are the ones that you're guiding them through and rotating rotating them through. For me, it was always about trying to find a place where the actual environment and the space that encouraged them to play. Like sometimes, and even still, there are certain toys that just do better in certain rooms. And I, I think it's really important that we, even for ourselves, We craft a specific space in the master bath versus the master bedroom versus the garage versus the kitchen. And for the kids, it's really important to be thinking about what toys really do encourage 
learning and creativity and independent play, what makes them successful? This is such a huge part of the Montessori way, which is something that my kids have always gone through and I really do believe in, is making sure that the environment is suited for them. Bring everything down to their level and make sure that the items that are on the shelves, which if you've ever been into a Montessori classroom, everything is open and accessible to the kids. The teachers don't pass out anything. The kids go to their environment. They get everything down for themselves. They're forced to be independent and to guide their own learning and to ask for help when they get stuck. And I have modeled that in my home. And I think that it's a huge missed opportunity if you're not simply looking at your environment and structuring it to be that way and then rotating it so they don't get bored with it. So they're still engaged and they still want to be in that space. And those things that you put out for them are not overly challenging, but they're not boring them also. As Bailey May always says, that's so bored, mom. No, don't make me that so bored. <laughs> so now... I know you and your spouse do this, especially when your kids were little. I wonder what it'll be like when they're older. But I think even like with our oldest one, we're still doing it. When they say funny things, it like becomes a part of our vocabulary. <laughs> so uh, Blaine loves to be stimulated. And sometimes I do it just to have fun with it. But like we'll be walking around talking to each other. And he's like, I don't really want to do that. That's so bored. <laughs> I don't know. But it's like the funniest thing to me on the planet. Those little nuances of and like how sweet and special it is to be able to have a family and to raise kids and to have that experience. Okay, here's the last thing is to rotate by season. This is the third way that you can create a toy rotation. And I think once your kids get a little bit older, this is really, really fun. Maybe you have your main staples that always stay no matter what the day is, no matter what the week is, the month. No matter what room it's in, they're always there, which I think is kind of the season that we're in. But obviously, I just had like a light bulb moment for myself to say, oh, maybe we could rotate some things and maybe we are settled enough to do that now. And once you kind of get to that place, it's really fun to rotate based on season. And sometimes that means we're rotating in things that are seasonal. When my kids were little, we would do this with books. We would do it with different felt objects. We would do it with different stuffed animals. Um, obviously, clothing is a really fun way to do this. But bringing in specific things for your kids to play with to keep them independent. Obviously, Pinterest is overwhelming and you can definitely go there if you want to. But you can make this super simple. You don't have to have all the coolest sensory bins and like you don't have to do the whole thing. It really can be a trip to the dollar store, something from the grocery store, like anything unbelievably simple, a couple different books from the library. I think the easiest way to do this is just looking at the holidays, looking at things that your kids are looking forward to, Halloween, Christmas, Easter. Just try setting up a couple different craft items or couple different things that are fun for them to eat or snack on while they're playing independently. doesn't have to be anything super fancy. You can cut out different felt objects. Like it really depends on where your kids are. But the point is, is to get creative and start focusing on their environment to help you have your kids playing independently and extending that time so that you can have more focused time for your work block. 
Don't ever forget that I built this entire business with really, really, really small kids at home. And I literally was hustling through every single nap time. And I built this thing with a power hour in the morning before they woke up. And for that beloved morning nap and that PM, that afternoon nap, that then transitioned to one nap that then, oh my gosh, turned into no nap. What do you do? Like, I've gone through all of those seasons and this is one of the systems that I depended on the most in order to keep me consistent with the work that I needed to do while I was raising my babies. Thanks so much for joining me here and for being as excited as I am for all the fun, new, incredible things that are coming to ChelseaJoe.co. Before we wrap up today's episode, I want to extend a sincere invitation to you, an incredible wife, mom, and woman who has serious dreams of making change, to really take what you learned today and implement even just a small part of it in your life. When you make changes, it inspires everyone around you. If today's episode resonated with you, I'm certain it will resonate with others too. So head over to iTunes, hit that subscribe button, and leave us a five-star review. Your review will help more women discover our podcast and join our supportive community. But your impact doesn't stop there. You hold the power to motivate and equip the women closest to you in your life with a simple, hey girl, let's do this together. Text this episode to your best friend or maybe even your mama. Whoever it is in your life that's knee deep in the same kind of chaos you're in, they need to know about this system too. And if you're feeling fancy, you can even take a screenshot of this episode tag me and post it to your stories because together we can create a trail of wisdom for all the incredible women around us, reshaping how we not only care for ourselves, but each other. I can't wait to connect with you on Instagram until we meet back here again real soon for the next episode on the Systemize Your Life podcast.